This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Time for a break from it all? Visit Orlando, Florida with loved ones, or leave them at home and come alone. There are luxury vacation homes near Disney World to rent by the night, the week, or the month. Vacation to Florida Vacation Rentals offers condos, townhomes, and four- to eight-bedroom pool homes in five-star resorts that feature golf courses, water parks, restaurants, spas, and much more. Staying in a Vacation to Florida home will change the way you vacation forever. Their homes feature swimming pools, hot tubs, billiards, game rooms, home theaters, free Wi-Fi, gorgeous views, and so much more. You'll love staying in a Vacation to Florida home because it's professionally managed and maintained. Just log on to VacationToFlorida.com. That's Vacation, the number two, Florida.com. Or download the app and be able to book your next day right in the palm of your hands. The Vacation to Florida app provides you with the best attractions and entertainment, top restaurants in the area, as well as live calendar events. Come stay with VacationToFlorida.com or download the app in your app store. Glenn Beck called one of the worst he'd ever seen, or was it the worst he's ever seen? Something like that. Uh, Hillary was speaking about her email situation yesterday. She really wasn't good. I mean, she was not good. It's a fun reminder that she's not She's not good. good. Yeah, she's not good. I mean, I don't know if you've heard this or seen this or realized this over the years. Hillary Clinton's just not good. Yeah, a lot of people think Hillary's a pretty good politician. No, no. They're wrong. She's just not good. I mean, look at her. Can we get a can we can we get a shot? Well, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, yes, she's hot, but we're uh, saying yeah. is she a good politician? No, and I would say no. But H O T, yes, yes, obviously I mean, very disputes, attractive. Nobody we disputes that. Mm-hmm. But we're not asking her to be elected as the, you know, as the as the cover of Sports Illustrated's bikini uh, right. edition. The swimsuit uh, edition. Like Kate of, Upton of, is also hot. I don't think she'd be a good politician. Not necessarily. She might be. Oh, might be better than Hillary. Now I can almost guarantee she'd be better than Hillary. Oh, my gosh. Almost guaranteed. I don't know. Hillary, the Cankles in Cancun edition <laughs> would be <laughs> tremendous. I like tremendous. that. Cankles in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome special. Uh, That's great. I need to see that. That's... Cankles in Cancun. Oh, and then she's right those... there on the cover. Oh, yeah. It's just those, those just oh, calves yeah. struggling through stepping on sand. <laughs> Like pushing off ever so slowly. You remember that photo of her and Bill on the beach? Yeah. And you saw the Cancun? That wasn't I in don't. Cancun, though. Oh, my. It wasn't in Cancun, it no. was, but it was somewhere on a beach. And uh, she was HOT there, too. Yes, Cancun's in Cancun is a solid concept. Solid. We need to investigate that. Super solid. We're, we're, that will be done. That will be done. Uh, all right. Hillary uh, on her emails. Here's part one of the adventure that you're going to enjoy. There are four things I want the public to know. First, when I got to work as Secretary of State, I opted for convenience to use my personal email account, which was allowed by the State Department, because I thought it would be easier ah. to carry just one device for my work Did and for my personal emails mm-hmm. instead of two. 
Yeah. No, Looking of back, it would have been better if I simply used a second email account and carried a second phone. But at the time, this you didn't seem like an issue. Mm -hmm. Second, the vast like majority of my work emails went to government employees at their government addresses, which meant they were captured and preserved immediately on the system at the State Department. Third, after I left office, the State mm. Department asked former secretaries of state for our assistance mm. in providing copies of work-related emails from our personal accounts. Mm. I responded right away oh, and provided well, all huh? my emails that Keep could possibly there. be work-related, right, which totaled roughly 55,000 printed pages. That's a lot. Even though lot I knew pages. that the State Department already had the vast majority of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Wait, what there was four. There's some of that. Is that in part two? I hope. That's only that was only point three of the four. That, that was, was three. the first three were so good. They were solid, and and everybody's going, okay, well, those are perfectly reasonable explanations. All of right those there. are perfect. All she's, of them. She's basically an angel. But the only thing, the only thing wrong is where was the fourth? Because she said there were. Let's see if it's in there. Part two. We went through a thorough process to identify all of my work-related emails all. and deliver them to and the deliver. State Department. Okay. All At right. the end, I chose not to keep mm -hmm. my private, personal emails. Yeah, emails about planning Chelsea's wedding or my mother's funeral arrangements, condolence mm -hmm. notes to friends, yoga. as well as yoga routines, yoga. family vacations, mm -hmm. the other things you right. typically find yeah, typically. in always, inboxes. Always find yeah. yoga No in one wants their personal email emails account. made Just public, for yoga. Yeah, yoga and routine. I think most yeah. people understand that and respect mm -hmm. that privacy. Oh, I think everybody Fourth, understands and I took the that. unprecedented step unprecedented. of asking never that the State before. Department make all my work-related emails public for everyone uh -huh. to see. Right. How in that I am very proud uh, of the work are. that I and my colleagues and our public servants at the department did during my four years as Secretary of State. And, will you and I look pumpkin. forward to people being able to see that for okay. themselves. All right, Ian. Again, mm -hmm. looking back, Again? it would have been better for me to use two separate phones and two email accounts. No, it wouldn't no, no. I thought Honestly, using no, one that, device would be simpler. No! And obviously it hasn't worked out that okay. way. First of all, you don't need you know, two devices. I know everyone's made this point, and I know there's security concerns or whatever with two, with one device and multiple emails. It's bullcrap. All this stuff can get solved when yeah, you're talking yeah. about the Secretary of State. It's a yes, bullcrap it excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond unless, that, unless, Stu, it's 1936. It is, uh, okay. Am I, <laughs> am I unaware of the fact that we went back in time to 1936 and you just can't be done? It it's just possible. can't happen. It's just a fold in time. Okay. You yeah, know, it, uh, it might have happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, it, that's obviously a, a, a bullcrap excuse, and uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, but secondarily, it, if she would have done, had an extra separate device and did all of the things that she didn't want seen on that device, that doesn't help either. Uh, you know, when you're Secretary of State, the stuff needs to be. Uh, you need to know about it. Thirdly, um, how bad would it be? Like we, as much as I want to see Hillary Clinton's emails, and I want, I would love to search them, and I think that would be hilarious. Oh well, you would see, but mostly yoga. Mostly ninety percent yoga, yoga. But but what I did because I have so many yoga appointments is I got a BlackBerry specifically for yoga only, and I set up not just an account. I've got a yoga phone, uh, so yeah, that's, yoga that's what phone? I did. But that's just me. I have a yoga phone, 
and a yoga iPad. <laughs> yoga routine. <laughs> Uh, which is fine, but I mean, but, in reality, she's acting as if she wants all these emails out there. Of course, she realizes and knows that there's no way you can put every work email that's related to State Department. Like, she's like emailing negotiating points of a negotiation that's already over that would reveal information that we wouldn't want other leaders in the world to reveal, unless she was just not doing the job. I mean... She's obviously supposed to be in a position in which she's doing these things that should not be public. So she she's acting as if she wants them all out there, knowing that a lot of them can't ever get out there. And also knowing that anyone that was uh, embarrassing to her, she just simply wouldn't hand over. So, I mean, it's such a BS thing, uh, excuse. And I will be honest, the, like, uh, you know, she does not she does not do well. She yeah, doesn't do at well in these situations really at all. The, I mean, she does well when you don't hear from her. When you don't hear from her, then people when you start don't to see think, her. People oh, are like, "I'm about yeah, Hillary." Okay, yeah, Hillary. No, she Hillary. Was, it's yeah. I'm ready for Hillary. Mm-hmm. And then when they see Hillary, oh, I'm not quite ready for Hillary. Yeah. And do you think? I mean, honestly, do you think there would be any of that warm feeling towards Hillary if she wasn't wronged by her husband? I swear, ninety percent of this stuff just comes from the fact that people felt bad for her because she was. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously wronged by her husband, and obviously she was left out there to defend him while he knew he was hooking up with Monica Lewinsky. It's like, well, and people say, well, okay, we feel bad for her. She, you know, she went through a tough time. I think that's where the, the whatever warmness there is towards her is from that. Could Outside be. of that, no one ever seems to like her. Yeah, Even Democrats, by the way, who chose the alternate and almost chose John Edwards over her. Yeah, it's true. Um, AP fact-checked a lot of what she talked about yesterday. And first of all... They, were like, they just said she was totally on the money? Yeah. Uh, it, it was just totally on the money and then just ended the column? Not exactly. Not exactly. What they said, okay. uh, you could paraphrase it Completely that way. Completely on the money? Is that what they... Did they use no, that? Fully on the money. say that's not exactly accurate as well. Uh, others had done it. You know, this, she, she said others have done this too. According to uh, uh, AP... Although email practices varied among her predecessors, Clinton is the only Secretary of State to have conducted all official unclassified government business on a private email. She's the only one. Okay. So, so that, uh, other than the others. Other than the others, there there were no others. Okay, but so, but she wasn't the only one. She was the only one. The, okay, what I'm yeah. saying, though, is that Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. did this on her private email server, right. and mm-hmm. that has been done by everyone since it's, the dawn of it's time. It's exactly right, except for totally wrong. Uh, except the opposite is true. Uh, I fully complied with every rule I was governed by. At okay. the very least, Clinton appears to have violated what the White House has called very specific guidelines that officials should use government email. And she may have broken the law as well. They're still working on that. Uh, I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. The fact, the assertion does seem to fit with the facts as known, but skirts the issue of exchanging information in a pri- private account. While falling below the level of classified, it's still sensitive. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Like, uh, it's not classified to make a comment about a world leader or to say, uh, you know, to question what happened during Benghazi, for example. Uh, You know, what what happened here? Or let's make sure this doesn't happen again. We need to make sure, like, that's not classified information. That's just stuff she shouldn't have said. Well, that stuff uh, could easily be in the deleted pile. Yeah. And surely is. Then she says... It had numerous safeguards. It was on property guarded by the Secret Service, and there were no security breaches. Well, okay, the property is guarded by the Secret Service. So what? 
The Secret Service is not guarding your email. No, that's not their <laughs> what job. What the hell? So it was physically guarded, yes, but you provided no evidence it hadn't been compromised. The, the fact is, we don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. We do know that her emails were compromised yeah. through an, someone hacking into Sidney Blumenthal's email. That's right. We do know that That's some right. of those came out. And those emails by the hacker were sent to Russia today. Uh, so we do know that happened. Now, that doesn't mean that's not her fault, right? It's not her fault right. that someone else's email was hacked. However, that indicates that Russia, with all their hacking power, was aware of this private email address. Mm -hmm. And at that point, if it was not secure, you can bet it was being attacked. Also, the AP noticed something that we couldn't help but notice, and that's that she said, when I got, when I got to work as Secretary of State... I opted for convenience to use my personal email account, which was allowed, so I wanted to put my private emails on one instead of two. Okay? Devices. Yes. Now, now here's the facts from AP that we also noticed. If multiple devices were an inconvenience in the past, they may be something of an obsession now. Because as noted in that interview she did a couple of weeks ago, she said not only does she have an iPhone, she's got a BlackBerry, she has a mini iPad, and she has an iPad. So she's got four different devices that she she's using now. Yep. But that was two weeks ago when she said that. And how old were you two weeks ago? And Nobody can remember. No one can remember. And is there a soul so, on earth who believes it's more convenient to set up a email, an email server in your home then to just get another just, phone? Uh, get another phone. That's did they, stupid. Did they fact-check her? Did they fact-check her? By the way, we, let's, let's quickly watch. Uh, this is the clip you, Pat was just talking about from a couple weeks ago with the multiple devices that she's talking about. She, she outlines all of them. Watch. So I, uh, I interviewed uh, President Obama last week, and I'm very mm -hmm. eager to interview another president. So... Um... <laughs> <laughs> <Tara>. <laughs> iPhone or Android? Kara. Oh. <laughs> iPhone. iPhone, Kara. And, okay, in well, full disclosure, Blackberry. And a Blackberry. And, and, a, uh, and an iPad, iPad. Mini. And, and, an, and iPad. an iPad. She went on to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you flatter, Kara. <laughs> Only because I'm going to be president. <laughs> Yuck. Oh. Um, by the way, uh, another uh, lie was uh, shown here. This is another clip. Uh, if we go back one here to the uh, we can Hillary's, we can do that. It's our show. Uh, thank you. I know. I'm just trying to explain that to oh, people. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, okay. To appreciate. You I just wanted to let that. you know that because you know. seemed worried that maybe we couldn't. But yeah, we can. Of course we could go back one. Of course we could go back, right? Of course we could go back one. Just look at it. Why was there any doubt? I mean, I thought he knew that. Because we do it every day. But you didn't know it? I didn't say. I didn't question whether we it could happen in theory. I asked if you asked if we could go back as if you didn't know. But yes, we can. Pat obviously said we could, but you should have surprised you didn't know that we could. I hate both of you. Here is something about Bill Clinton. All right. We'll explain it after. I think that... Uh, we have more than met the request from oh, the State Department. Uh, the server contains uh, personal communications from my husband and me, and um, I, love this. I believe I have met all of my responsibilities, and um, the server 
um, will remain uh, private, and okay. I think that mm -hmm. uh, the State Department will be able, over time, to release mm -hmm. all of the records uh, that were provided. The system oh. we used was set up for um, President Clinton's office, and mm -hmm. it had numerous safeguards. Mm -hmm. uh, it was on property guarded by the Secret Service, and there were no <laughs> security breaches. Uh, so the, the the issue there is that Bill Clinton doesn't use email. He's only sent two emails in his entire life. And she's saying that in her email, there's Both lots of president. communications back and forth between <laughs> me and my husband. Well, mm -hmm. he doesn't send emails. Now, I, he could, she could probably, she and I'm sure will, yes. try to get herself out of that by saying, well, I talked to his staff. And it was set up for the right. Clinton office. Yeah. And, you know, I would email the, you know, the guy who's hanging around with him, and, and that person would tell Bill, hey, your, your wife just called or emailed, and I assume you want to ignore it like the other times. Mm -hmm. You know, that type of thing. I'm sure You were with Monica at the time, so yeah. I, didn't, uh, <laughs> right. I, I didn't get it right to you. Yeah. But, it's yeah. an interesting one, though, because it does not seem like uh, she... It, w this was well-received, not by just Republicans. Of course, you know, like, look, I mean... I, Everybody's Clinton, calling BS on Yeah, everybody's calling it, though. It's, it's coming. Yeah. Fact-checked organizations. Um, I, I will say I did see a MSNBC, I think it was an Ed show oh, poll. Did you oh. see this? Yes, Can because we pull this Steve up, maybe? Krakauer tweeted it. and uh, he, <laughs> Really good. And then it was retweeted by um, uh, Jake Tapper. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's our Steve own Krakauer works Steve here, Krakauer. Mm -hmm. And then it was retweeted by uh, Jake Tapp Tapper, who we really like a lot. So it was kind of cool that it got retweeted by him. But it, but was, it was a poll, an Ed Show poll. Did Hillary Clinton do anything <laughs> wrong? 90 to 10, no, she did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Only, on, Only MSNBC. on MSNBC would you get that sort of uh, you know treatment. But overall, in the media, even this was yeah. panned. Yeah, they're and, not. You know, I, again, like they're not helping her. Yeah, there are some people. There are some people out there, Pat, mm -hmm. who uh, went to the Vegas uh, odds uh, list and said, "Wow, Hillary Clinton's still at one one point five to one." Uh -huh. Maybe it's time to load up on some of those other Democrats. Like wow. who? Everyone like such as who? Uh, you know, it's one of those. I'm saying it like you know how media members say. Some say that well, you're uh, saying it like maybe you did that. Oh no, no. Okay, I, 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 all right. No. Okay, no. you're not a gambler. Oh no, 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 no. no. I'm not interested. No, no, in, no, in those no. That doesn't. I mean, I will say that uh, you know Al Gore's still 250 to one. Is he really? Yes. Is he really? Now look, there's no indication other than the fact that he's traveling to Iowa. There's no indication that he's going to run. I mean, I really. <laughs> I say that only, you know, but, I, kind but of traveling cheap. to Iowa is yeah. an indication of uh, perhaps it is. running. Um, uh, you might just enjoy corn. I don't know. A lot of people maybe you're do. looking for a fresh air of corn. I like corn. in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible. It's possible. And do you, you like corn? I know I like corn. It's very delicious. Had, I like corn. Had he announced his trip to Iowa prior to uh, Dick <laughs> Gephardt getting in? Dick Gephardt is not getting in. He's uh, actually retired. I mean, um, what are the odds Al for Dick, Dick Gephardt? Dick Gephardt not listed. <laughs> Shocking. I think that should be our goal. I'll take those odds. I, I should email the uh, the the, uh, the uh, Vegas uh, odds Vegas. place and say, can you put Dick, <laughs> Dick Gephardt? You got to put him on. <laughs> should we email? You have to. Got to put him on. I should. I should. Do it. That would be funny. Do it. If he gets on there, that's going to be fantastic. <laughs> All <laughs> can right. Give me give you a listing for Dick Gephardt running. Triple eight seven two seven back. That would be Funny. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna Will try. Will you think they'll respond to that? They're, they're pretty responsive when Are you they ask really? them for stuff. Yeah, I like that. All right.
888 back is the phone number. Welcome to the uh, Pat and Stu show. Uh, if you yeah, can just turn uh, that awesome, awesome mega loud computer off in the middle of the show, that would be awesome. I love it when some of these uh, ads on websites just are mm -hmm. playing by themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a treat well, for me. Well, I will say this. Some people find it a little uh, irritating. I just know that oh, when I, I see I a product it. that does that, I'm definitely going to buy it. If it's a television show, no I'm definitely going to watch it. Because if you can pop up video when I'm not ready for it and blast and it. And when I'm on the air. Well, that, that I don't know if is, is a typical well, the concern. website doesn't know when oh. you're on the air. Yeah, but I, seriously, though. It's like, it why would anyone buy mind. anything from a person? I don't know. I, I will never do don't it. Know. I don't know. Immediately, you're elim immediately eliminated yeah, you're from just my co consideration. Off. You are when pissing you them oh. off. I hate that. Piss them off. It's one of the worst things in modern culture. Right What's up? People on my site? Yeah. Yeah, it's they, don't, bit, they don't like right? that. They don't right? Like, even though they don't want the that. products that are popping up, no. they do. They do. No, they want the product. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, not when oh they, they, they want the product. Not when they pop up. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, there is a story that's going to make you feel ashamed as an American. If you are Amer uh, an American, you won't want to be after you hear this heart wrenching story. After risking their lives. After risking their lives in the hopes of sneaking into America illegally, mm -hmm. illegal aliens from Central America are demanding safer ways to sneak across our border illegally. And I, I for one, support them in that. I want a highway built from here all the way through to the tip of South America. I want it to be... 30 lanes, 15 each direction. Now, uh, how about getting. 29 towards us, one going the other direction? Okay, thank you. Better. All right? Much better. Much better. So you got 29 coming up. <laughs> you got one going back. <laughs> and I want there to be milkshake stands along the way. Mm -hmm. Free, of course. Of course. Tacos, enchiladas, steak, mm -hmm. lobster, shrimp, uh all manner of food, rest stops. I want there to be welcome mats. I want there to be uh, massage stations st about every half mile. You shouldn't wow. have to go half a mile without being rubbed down on the way here. That's my personal feeling. I, mean, I can't argue positive. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you get here, why then we should have a CEO position waiting for you. Because, so. uh... Well, yeah. I'm going to have to differ with you a little bit there, Pat, and I don't want to yeah. get controversial here, but you're insinuating they would have to work. Oh, that's a good point. When they got here for their free stuff. That's a great Why point. Thank you. wouldn't they just get it? Thank you, yes. Are they not? No, uh, they're, they're entitled. Okay. They, look at. Okay. They took the trouble to break our law and sneak into our country illegally the least we can mm -hmm. do is bend over backwards to serve them. And we've specifically chosen this particular company. We're going to place country, are we? an Alamo rental car right at the end uh, of, the, of the giant highway. So people can, we, they shouldn't have to get their own cars. They shouldn't. That's not right. I, I, I find it a little offensive that it's Alamo waiting for them. That's why I thought, because uh, yeah. so we could finally yeah. take that term back. Okay, we um, could take it back for, yes. You know, from right. the <laughs> hatred that it currently, uh, you know, it means something dark and, and, yeah. and awful. Right. Right, uh, and it shouldn't. And it, it shouldn't should mean not. that to them. No. Uh, thousands of immigrants jump on a freight train called the Beast. In English, it's La Bestia. And see, what happens is along the route, many of them fall, and uh, and they're 
then get limbs cut off by the train or they get run over by the train. Look how horrible that is. They got to hop the Think rest of, of the way. Right. And then others, others end up being robbed or attacked by gangs. Our fault as well. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's not enough of a risk, if you, if you then make it alive, okay, you've somehow limped without your legs or you pulled yourself the rest of the way with your, just your arms, your upper torso, you make it across the Texas border, you still run the risk of maybe getting caught and arrested. Oh, my gosh. Man, that pisses me off. Nothing. That pisses me off. So they say it should not be this dangerous to sneak into our country illegally. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm saying the same thing in my neighborhood. A lot of times, I'll break the window of my neighbor's house because he's got a really nice house. Mm. And I'll kick out the window once in a while and sneak in there. He's got a dog that barks at me and has bitten me on several occasions. Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't have to be subjected to a vicious, brutal canine attack when I'm trying to take the time to break into his house and steal some of his stuff. Now, I hope you sued him for this. I have, I have got the lawsuit going right now. I am outraged by this, and I'm not going to put up with it any longer. I demand that he make it safer. I demand that he get rid of his dog and leave his front door open for me so that I can come in in the middle of the night and help myself to some of his food. I had the same issue in my neighborhood, Pat, um, recently. Uh, not, I mean, what was it, last summer, I guess. Uh, I tried to uh, get into my neighbor's pool, which is, is really nice. It's a nice, right. it's a nice pool. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you wanted to go for a well, swim. Well, first of all, I had to go over the fence, which has pointy a pointy oh, top. My. Oh my! God. Fence building is yeah. that is that loving? Yeah, the no. gate locked. Was no. Yeah, gate locked. Thank you, Jeffy. Thank you. Uh, I scraped wow. my tummy going over the uh, hurts. over the fence. It hurts it's a dangerous. lot. Dangerous. And then when you I you could have scraped your giblets, mm -hmm. and then where would you be? Yeah. And then I, I when I got into the pool, there was not a life vest left out for me. Oh my God! Meaning I could have drowned at any you time. You sure could have. Uh, I, I sure charged them with uh, attempted manslaughter. Do they now have a lifeguard on duty? They do at all times. They do just now. In case yes. you sneak just over in their case fence. I sneak over at any time. They better it has have a flotation be device for the kids. Has to be yeah. that way. Some yeah. swimmies. Yeah. Like, I put swimmies on my arms just in case. Bastards. There's yeah. no reason to have to do that. No. It and uh, I don't know. You, you got a grill you. there. Why isn't it fired up? I'm just going to throw that out there, <laughs> too. Okay. You know? Is it too much to ask that when you take the trouble to climb over your neighbor's fence and take a dip in your pool that he doesn't have a couple of steaks grilling on the barbecue for you? I mean, it's, it seems the only... What the hell is wrong with these people? It's called uh, human kindness. Yeah. What kind uh, of neighborhood do we live like in, anyway? Humanity? Um... <laughs> Bastards. Uh, These bastards. It's, this is, it's, an, it's unbelievable. I, I'd it's, like to say, it's first, unreal. And first of all, on behalf of you, Stu, yeah, thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. steaks are fine, but uh, veggie burger. Veggie burger oh, will be thank preferred. You. Thank you. That's, that's I, I didn't want to point that out, idea. but thank you, yeah. Jeff. Thank you, Jeffy. Okay. Um, I would prefer that. It may be a little, uh, maybe some pepper jack cheese on top. <laughs> it would be delightful. Is I this mean, the most ridiculous That's what they were writing about down south in the prison, right? A few weeks, a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, they all the the illegal alien prison... Yeah. They, there was eight or nine hundred that rioted and ripped the place apart, the detention center, because uh, health care wasn't adequate. They felt they weren't getting fed right. They, mm -hmm. Okay, um, mm -hmm. why don't we just send you back home? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, we don't send them back home because they'll be right back here breaking laws again. I, I don't know. My I impression mean, is, though, if they come over illegally, we send it back them. 
<laughs> no, that's not the. That's not us. No, that's Who them. That's them. That's what Mexico yeah, that's does. Mexico. Do we when people come up right. through the southern over the southern right. border? They send back them. Right. Um, okay. That's as we were instructed by Felipe Calderon. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the most unbelievable situation well, in the history of mankind. It goes back. I mean, really this story has been around for a long time. I mean, they've been talking about putting water stations. Uh, yeah, in yeah, in the desert areas for right. a really long time. And they've done it. And they've done by the way, they've done it. Seven two seven back. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, government spending seems to be an issue for some people. I, I don't. I don't get why. We're only uh, eighteen trillion dollars in debt. I, you know, you don't start worrying yet. I mean, when it gets serious, you know, when you start getting into real dollar figures, yeah, get back well, to me. I am. Right? I, I gotta say, Pat, I am worried about spending. Uh, in fact, uh, we're not spending enough. Thank you. Um, we Thank need you. to spend money Stimulate. to make money. Right. Um, and are you tell Are you telling me we we got to spend money to to avoid bankruptcy? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Well, let me throw a concept out to, to you, Pat. Maybe mm -hmm. we start this up. Mincome. Mincome. You know, um, every person in the country gets a million dollars a year. Just throwing out a number. It doesn't have to be a million. It could be five million, but something right. like that. Uh, a milcom. I'm calling it a milcom. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets a million. A million at least, at least. per year. And then everyone could just buy the things that they want. There'd be no poverty. I like that. No poverty, Pat. I like that a lot. Just pass it. I like pass that. it. Why won't they do it? Why? Republicans. That's why. That's why. The Koch brothers. Co the Koch brothers. In, in particular. Mm -hmm. Charles and David Koch. Did you see that they used bastards. Uh, this is off topic. I, I know mm -hmm. we're in the middle of a sarcastic, uh, <laughs> nonsensical rant here, but I, I just, you reminded me of the Koch brothers, how they are signing on to this, uh, I think it's an amicus brief mm -hmm. about the gay marriage on the side mm -hmm. of gay marriage. Yeah. And it's like, uh, these guys are not hardcore conservatives. They're oh, not, not evil Republican. Not at all. Like, they are vilified as the worst people on earth, and they spend about half their money supporting what would be called liberal causes. Including uh, abortion. I, I don't, or I didn't know one that one. one. I know yeah. uh, one of them is pro-choice. One of them, one of them is. Yeah. But, but regardless, it's, drug legalization is certainly on the docket. Yep. Uh, you know, um, uh, and gay marriage is on the docket. I mean, like, look, and it's, uh, that's fine. It's their money. And I, even though I might not agree with every one of their positions, I'm still, but they're not tea party still their people, money. I'll but they're not that. tea party people. It's a ridiculous that. thing that everyone makes up. Yeah. One of the guys ran for pro vice president in the Libertarian Party uh, in, I think, 1980, <clears throat> was it, or 1984? I think it was 1980. It could have been 1984. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, these guys are not, this is not Newt Gingrich. No. Not at all. No. No. Uh, but, but on the, uh, on the topic of government spending and, and what we're spending for others, including uh, Barack Obama and his family, uh, they took a really nice vacation to Hawaii for Christmas this last Christmas. And uh, it only cost us, this is what I'm talking about on the spending. It's not an issue. It only cost us $3.6 million in transportation fees. Three point six million. So what? Out of a uh, think of the total. Are they budget. supposed to walk there? Yeah. What? You want them to rowboat there? No. Of course, it's going to cost a little bit of money, huh? and it's going to cost us a little bit of money. I don't mind paying three point six million dollars if the president and his family have a nice Christmas vacation. Do you? Mm -hmm. Definitely not. I, I mean, do they have a nice time? 
I that, hope so. That's that's the only thing that's. I would be disappointed if they, they gave a, nice a two-star Yelp review afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I go to you know to uh, uh, Travelocity and see a terrible mm. review, I'll be a little upset. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is what the point we were kind of making earlier is like um, if you make fifty thousand dollars on average. Average median salary for a household. I love this stat. And, this and is great. Let's say you work for forty years. Okay. Right? At, okay. At fifty thousand. Yep. So you, oh, made you work for forty years. Two million dollars over your lifetime. Okay. Then okay, you that's will your pay, gross income. Right. Then you will pay in taxes. Let's just say an average of about twenty percent in taxes, right. which is about four hundred thousand dollars. Meaning you will have paid wow. for one tenth of the transportation cost of one vacation for the president. Uh, so you worked time. your whole life. Your whole life, all and the you taxes. Pay taxes your entire life, and your, the, the taxes that you paid your whole life over mm -hmm. didn't spend, didn't even compensate this president yeah. for one tenth of his travel expenses From on one, one vacation. vacation. And it's like we tend to do the opposite Jeez. when we think about the way we spend financially. Oh, we man. say, "Well, my tax dollars are going to this policy I don't like. My tax dollars are doing this. We all paid for this, and all that's true." But think about it the other way for once. Think about your entire life you will work to pay for one-tenth of one vacation for one president who sucks. Uh, yeah! Yeah, beyond belief. This is why smaller government is a better answer. You'll be happy to know, though, that once he got there, you know, once the transportation that was provided him for $3.6 million got him there, he was able to stay in a mansion with 13 bedrooms uh, on a prime location right on the Kailua Beach. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, had all the accommodations that the uh, family could could afford, and or they couldn't afford. We we could afford, and so uh, I feel pretty good about that. That's great. Well, it's better than. And this is the guy who's all about mm -hmm. income equality, right? And yeah. all of that, and the uh, demonizes the richest one percent, and then he lives like this. It, it's infuriating. It's inconceivable. Um, what about uh, the State Department? What they've spent um, two point one five million dollars uh, in Moscow. They spent it. Uh, for diplomats on their drapes. <laughs> Wait, the drapes? Yeah. So again, let me give you this one more the time. Drapes. You will work your entire life to pay taxes to pay for one quarter of what we just spent on drapes in Moscow for diplomats. So Doesn't this just hurt so bad? Oh, my gosh. Doesn't it just crush your soul? It really does. It really oh, does. wow. Look at the picture screwed. of the drapes, though. I mean, they're awful. Pretty. Are they nice? They, they are, are nice drapes. Do we have Do we have a shot of the drapes or I, no? I don't know. I'm just... No, we don't have a shot of the drapes. Well, Too bad. Too bad. Because are they beautiful? Oh. Are they lined in gold or anything? Or why are they $2 million? <laughs> you can't have drapes like that under, under a mill. <laughs> well, services, it's not just the drape. It's not like you're buying $2 million of drapes, Pat. Oh. Services include the removal and disposal of old drapers. There you go. Okay. Oh, okay. All Measuring right. windows for production of draperies. <laughs> that doesn't happen for free. No. Uh, uh -huh. Tullus? Tullus? Oh, tulls? 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 Drape holders? Drape holders? And jalousies. What are jalousies and tulls? I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. But there's a whole, whole bunch of things that we didn't take into account here. Okay, the jalousies. hold on, hold on. I gotta call the jalousies out. are included in this. So. I have to call out the, uh, the production department here. Never zoom in on Jeffy's computer. Well, you can see the picture. Just don't look at the... No, don't what? ever no. zoom in on... Ever, for any reason, ever zoom in on Jeffy's computer like that. Ever. One of the most dangerous things ever done on no, television. No, what are you doing? <laughs>
what weird material up he's uploading in the middle of the show. There's nothing bad up there now. Yeah, now. I don't um, think it was bad to begin with, to now, be honest with you. <laughs> uh, by the way, Obama's uh, VA has spent $3.3 billion on the agency's buildings as vets died awaiting care. This comes from the Washington Free Beacon. They say uh, Department of Veterans Affairs under President Obama spent billions making improvements at centers across the country as veterans have waited months for care. So the centers are nicer. They're just mm -hmm. not actually supplying the care the center was designed for. Right. So you got that going for you. Plus, they've also spent $148,379 to create a diet choker that monitors your eating habits. So it's like a, like a choker yeah. that you wear around, like a puka shell thing. Mm -hmm. Only this one uh, is a high-tech uh, little choker chain thing. What the hell? That uh, monitors your, your eating habits. They, How does it tell what you're eating? It says uh, it was, uh, auto, it's a necklace that can automatically detect when a person is eating, smoking, or smoking, and can send alerts to a smartphone telling the user to stop. Uh, and then does it get does it get tighter? Does it choke you to death if you eat too much? Because <laughs> that would work. Um, the sensors track the vibration that occurs mm. in the neck when a person chews food, swallows their drink. This diet choker, designed by engineers at the University of California, Los Angeles, or UCLA, as you may know it, can even sense what type of food you're eating, since something crunchy is likely to make the neck vibrate more than food that's soft. Why would this... So, hey, stop eating fatty. I can tell you're eating fatty. It comes on your text message. I mean, Jeffy, you get those anyway from your wife. Um, and does it know exactly what the fat content is? No. Of all the food? What am I eating? Broccoli. Stupid. We spent 148000 for that. Again, it's unbelievable. you will it's work unbelievable. half of your entire life to pay taxes mm -hmm. for just the investment they made in the dumb diet choker. Crazy. It's crazy. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. No, I'm saying when your wife, you know, she oh, thinks about you. She's like, hey, fatty, stop, stop, and then just text. And you're getting those all the time anyway. Those reminders of your of your weight and, and that you're over. The camera zoom in on my phone. <laughs> I guess you can't be a uh, racist and go to school anymore. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Is that where we are? You'd think that it would be a good place to, for a racist to go so they could learn to not be a racist. Yeah, but no. 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 Uh, University of Oklahoma expelled two students over a racist frat video. I, I'm not sure. I mean, nobody thinks this is right. Nobody thinks it's, it's okay to do a, uh, a racist video. It's not the right thing to do. Uh, but... Can you get expelled from school? Well, the answer is yes, because it, it just happened. University of Oklahoma President David Boren expelled two students who filmed uh, singing a racial slur-filled chant in connection with the Sigma Alpha Epsilon fraternity event. Uh, here's a little look at uh, part of that chant. Okay, so it's, they're using the N-word there. Uh, it is ugly. I mean, it's bad. But you can't go to school anymore because you have those feelings? I, I don't know. how. I feel. I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Well, uh, uh, there's a column in the Washington Post, um, uh, which uh, the, I'll give you the title. It'll kind of give you a good summary of it. 
uh, no, it's not constitutional for the University of Oklahoma to expel students for racist speech. Right. Um, and of course, they've yeah. done it, which they just don't care. And this is a, this is an interesting new thing that's going around. The NFL is, is is I would say guilty of this often, which is a lot of times they know, they absolutely know they can't do it. They just they do, do it, it anyway. and then just wait until they get penalized until they can't do it anymore. Right. They, I mean, they keep losing these court cases, you know, where they they've banned these guys for life because they got into some incident when there's a long-standing um, policy of, you know, a, a four-game suspension or something. And then they come in and they say, no, you're gone forever. Even though in the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, they say, well, there's a set, you know, punishment for this. Uh, but what happens? They look good in the press. And, you know, uh, four months go by. Then the court case comes out and the person says, actually, it was wrong of them to do it. And then they have to be reinstated. And at that point, they deal with it. But th- this is what I think Oklahoma is doing. Um, I, like, it's one thing, you know, a private university could do this, I would say, probably. They could say, okay, all right, these guys are racist, we want them out of here. Uh, but you can't, sus- from a public university, I don't think you can do it constitutionally. I, you, I, don't, think, I don't think so either. You agree? I, I, I think it's clearly no. I, I mean, again, I'm not supporting what he did. No, it's terrible. I'm just Obviously saying you can't, sus- you can't kick him out of school for it. What happened to free speech? What happened to it? And, again... As we've mentioned on this front many times, the only speech that matters being protected is the speech that most of us don't like. If that's not protected, what good is it? If, if, if freedom of speech is only protecting speech that we all agree with, well, we don't need to protect it. Yeah, but don't they? Don't you sign some kind of uh, <clears throat> some kind of what? The university? Not that I know of. More, you know upstanding kind of bullcrap that they could put I don't know. Out. I could see where they, maybe they could kick him out of the frat or take away their frat license or, right. or whatever. Yeah, but how do you kick him out of school? Too. How, do you, how do you kick him out of school? Yeah. I don't understand that. And he, for his part, this, this one kid uh, who's apparently from Dallas, Both of them. Uh, he says, I know everyone wants to know why or how this happened. I admit it was likely fueled by alcohol consumed at the house. Before the bus trip, but that's not an excuse. Yes, the song was taught to us, but that too doesn't work as an explanation. It's more important to acknowledge what I did and what I didn't do. I didn't say no, and I clearly dismissed an important value I learned at my beloved high school, Dallas Jesuit. We were taught to be men for others. I failed in that regard, and in those moments, I also completely ignored the core values and ethics I learned from my parents and others. I mean, he's really repentant. And, and, of course, you can say, well, of course, he would be, he got caught. Yeah. And maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know, but he seems sincere. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And, I, look, I mean, and, and you, know. you slap him on the wrist, you tell him not to do that, and you let him go to school. Yeah. I mean, how do you kick him out of school for this? There's an element of uh, something that happens, I think, because racism is obviously seen as the worst possible thing you can it, do. Yeah, right? it is. So what happens when you rebel in college and you try to be tough, a tough guy and, and, and try to... It seems like this happens fairly often with people who will try to do the thing that you're not allowed to do. Make inappropriate jokes, uh, you know, make jokes about assault, make jokes about like you go to that place you're not allowed to go. Um, And that's not right, obviously, and it's not something you praise, uh, but it does happen. Does not necessarily mean uh, that they're not actually admitting black members, although I didn't see any on the bus and I would doubt they would have sang the song if they if there were some there. Um, this is from the Washington Post uh, talking about this, that it's unconstitutional. First, racist speech is constitutionally protected, just mm-hmm. as is expression of other con- Although it's really not ideas. anymore. For well, some reason, it's like not. It. 
Universities may not discipline students based on their speech. Now, this is talking about public universities. This has been the unanimous... Which Oklahoma is. Right. This has been the unanimous view of courts that have considered campus speech codes and other uh, campus speech restrictions. Um, uh, the same, of course, is true for fraternity speech, racist or otherwise. Uh, I, which I think is pretty interesting because it's. I would say you're you're right. It, eh, fraternity, they could probably ban the fraternity or something. Mm -hmm. It does not seem like legally they can. Uh, likewise, mm -hmm. number two. Likewise, speech doesn't lose its constitutional protection because it refers to violence. You can hang him from a tree. The capitalist will be the first one against the wall when the revolution come. By any means necessary, with pictures of guns, apostates from Islam should be killed. All of those have been uh, also cited as examples and have been not respected by by the courts. Um, to be sure, in specific situations, such speech might fall within a First Amendment exception. One example is if it's likely to be perceived as a true threat of violence. Um, uh, but that's not the situation here, where the speech wouldn't have uh, been taken by any listener as a threat against him or her. Another is if it's intended to solicit a criminal act or create conspiracy to commit a criminal act. Doesn't but vile as hang him from a tree is, neither of these exceptions are applicable here either. Uh, and they, maybe we'll tweet this out as well because it's an interesting legal analysis of it. And the bottom line is this is what happens when you're a, 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 a public university. An easy way to do this is, of course, not have them. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Maybe, yes. maybe, maybe I don't yes. know. We don't fund public, uh, public universities, education. maybe universities private or, universities. Or any kind of How else. about that? How about schools even lower level? We could just get them all out and just have private do it better. Mm -hmm. Throwing mm -hmm. it out there. Well, Into I, the wind where I know it will come back and hit me in the face as it always does. Yes, and it will. And it will. But, I mean, clearly, we're doing unconstitutional things like this every single day, and it just goes unchallenged. So I hope these kids, frankly, I, I don't like what they did. I, don't, they're, they're, I mean, it was stupid. Uh, it, was, it was racist. Uh, but I hope I hope they fight it in court. Be interesting to see what happens. Triple eight seven two seven back. Seven two. Something I've suspected for a long time. Telling your little darlings that they're little darlings, and they're special little darlings. When they've done nothing special, makes them little darling narcissists. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they just did a study at the National Academy of Sciences, and it's based on uh, 565 children being looked at in the Netherlands, who were surveyed over the course of a year and a half, along with their parents and the kids whose parents described them as more special than other children and as kids who deserve something extra in life were more likely to score higher on tests of narcissism than peers who were not lauded like that. I mean, if you've done something special, I guess, you know, they tell them you're special. But this is, to me, this is akin to the, uh, you know, the participation trophy, right? You're special because you participated. You're special because you're alive. Um, 
and we're raising a bunch of kids now because they've all been told that. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look, Jeffy. They're, they're being told that. So now they expect everything when they get into the real world because they're special. Okay. That's not true? I, I mean, there's, got, there's a fine line there because you want, you want your children to think that they are uh, you want them to on the healthy. road to specialty, right? <laughs> Wait, you want them to. On the road to specialty. On the road to specialty. <laughs> you want them to have that feeling. Hey, you're on, you're the, on road the road to specialty. specialty. Son, daughter. I mean, you know what? You suck. No, no, I I, I the whole day, the whole day of of being told you suck. Trust me, doesn't work out well. I agree. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, we've seen your case. I I agree with every word you said in the description of this study. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, if you that the the whole um, idea of this trophy society where we're praising Mm -hmm. people for things they didn't accomplish, Mm -hmm. it's true. Although I think I'm trying to figure out what the line is here between. As you're saying, right. Jeffy, yeah. you don't want to say, tell them to suck. You want to tell them, that, obviously, that they're good people and if they're yeah. doing good things. I mean, maybe it's just that unwarranted praise. I mean, here's the phrases they use. If you've told them they're more special than other children. Have you ever told – I mean, I, I praise my kid a lot, and I say they're doing a great job and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that yeah. I tell them they're more special than other children. I don't know that I've ever said that to my yeah, kid. I, I don't, don't know that I've ever said that to anyone. You are more special than other kids. Right. That just no, seems I've like a weird phrase. Uh, weird. Um, then another one is – you deserve something extra in life. I mean, if you work for it, you deserve extra. Uh, but that's uh, mm, not. Yeah. And I don't think I would ever that's say that either. That kind of seems weird. That. Those are phrases that would lead to narcissism. And then the other one is, my child is a great example for other children to follow. I think you would definitely say that. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that, I hope. I mean, my kids are pretty young. I don't know that at this point that they would have that uh, characteristic. Although I will say that they're, you know, they're better, they're well-behaved when it comes to... Uh, uh, you know, interactions with other kids. So you'll notice mm-hmm. that at times, like, they don't, they're not in the habit of pushing other kids where other kids in their classes are and stuff like that. So in some ways I would say, yeah, they are a good example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, is that, that's, that's merit-based. Yeah. I think the issue here is whether you apply these terms when they're not merit-based. If you're saying you're right. special even though they're awful, uh, then they don't yeah. learn that, they, they associate being special with being awful. When, you know, American Idol is a great example of this. When you get kids up there who are serious, oh, and I, I, know, I know that some of this is probably they just want the attention, but some of this, the kids really believe they're good. That's true. When they're atrocious. Yeah. When no they've grown up them. singing completely off key, can't sing a note, and they're praised by their parents as, oh, my gosh, you are so yeah, good. That was great. That was beautiful. Everybody's afraid to tell them. Then they go to American Idol, and they expect to win when they suck. That's a total disservice yeah. to your kids. Yeah. I mean, you don't tell them you suck, but you say, well, you know what, maybe we could, uh, yeah, maybe piano's a better way to go. <laughs> you don't <laughs> you always know? have to sing maybe when you, you can, play the piano. No, you, maybe you can play the French horn and keep your mouth shut. Maybe uh, <laughs> well, yeah. or you could enjoy it personally. Yeah. yeah. You could, I mean, like, you know, I, I, uh, I enjoy playing tennis. I am never going to play uh, on a professional tour. Uh, not that good. I still like it. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with playing it and, and, and going around and going about your business. You know, you do something that you enjoy and you enjoy it for that. At some point, you might realize that maybe you're not going to beat Roger Federer and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, we get in this weird thing where you like you have to either be Carrie Underwood or never sing again. And like, uh, you don't. You don't need to be either. You, you could be in the middle there. There's a, quite yeah. a wide space. Between I mean, I, I see that all the time at, at we you know, at uh, recitals where my kids are participating 
<laughs> see some of these kids getting up there and singing, and I mean, it's bad. Good? It's really just bad. Just that good? Like, it's just that bad. Oh. No, I'm saying bad, you're saying good, and so I'm, it's the opposite going on. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, and their parents are telling, oh, honey, that was so good, that was beautiful. No, no. And that's what leads to Simon Cowell eventually bringing you back to reality. That was awful. That was the worst thing I've ever heard. You know, that kind of thing. They should probably hear that before yeah, they get in front then. of a national Way audience. Late, and get embarrassed and think they have all this stuff coming to them. And they're going to be a massive superstar when they're awful. Uh, sometime they're going to have to wake up to it, right? Sometime yeah. it's going to have to be merit-based because when they get out on their own... Things are not going to be handed to them as a rule. So, uh, Unless they I, sneak into the country. Uh, <laughs> and then, then you have to hand them good. things. Right. You have to. Then you're good. And you're good. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Now there's this, uh, you know, uh, as if ISIS wasn't bad enough as it, as it is, as if the last several videos where they burned a pilot to death mm. and then they decapitated 21 men on the beach uh, who were Christian... Uh, as if that wasn't bad enough, there's new ISIS video now that appears to show a child, maybe 12, maybe, steps up and executes a supposed Israeli uh, spy. He's actually Palestinian. Wait, what? He's an Israeli Arab who, uh, I guess they got him to confess to being a Mossad spy. I doubt that he is. Um, but the kid stepped up and, and, and shot him dead. Maybe a 12-year-old kid. Might be 12. And, and there he is. That's, geez, <laughs> they have a photo amazing. shoot? Look how good these pictures are. Yeah. yeah. ISIS has a really good uh, media department. Looks Under, like unlike, it came from like, glamour shots. Like North Korea, who has the releases those right. really horrible videos that right. half of them don't even wind up being accurate anyway. Uh, but, uh, I mean, this, these are actually unbelievable pictures. They look like they went through Instagram filters. Uh, amazing. And, uh, you know... I don't know. The father of this person who was executed is saying he absolutely was not a Mossad spy. Yeah. No, it wasn't at all. Uh, and it's sad because obviously, uh, you know, there was no trial. No, oh, uh, they, really? Yeah, they didn't. They just kind of just did this. They just hmm. decided it was the case, and then they executed the guy. Yeah, and uh, with a kid. This is what we're fighting against. I, I, I don't know that we did. We get the answer from Rand Paul today because he was on, and at one point he says, "I favor military action." Uh, with ISIS because they are really a threat. And I said to Glenn, I said, can you ask him, you know, because sometimes we'll, we will, both Glenn and, or Pat and I will toss questions at Glenn if, if he's interested in asking them as, as a follow-up. And I, and I said to Glenn, hey, uh, what does that mean? What, is, what does that mean, uh, military action against ISIS? What does that entail? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we ever get that answer from anybody. No, we don't. And I, I we think don't, it's because nobody wants to really say the real answer, which... If you're going to do it, and you're going to do it right, it includes troops. And I think that's, I mean, you're the only one I've heard really saying that. Nobody's going to say it. Yeah. No. But that's what it includes. If you're going to take yeah. care of the situation. It doesn't mean you have to go do it. Yeah. You, know, you, can, right. you can let but other people try to includes. handle it or whatever. But if you want to really be involved in it and actually end yeah. it. Now, you can do other things. You can, I think you can bomb them and degrade them as all these dumb words that we always talk about and Maybe they won't grow as fast. Maybe they won't get as much territory as they would have if you mm-hmm. just let them unfettered. I, I mean, I understand there's steps in there. But if you want to solve it, you're right. There's sure. really there's, there's very to. little more that you can do. I mean, you know, outside of this side of nuclear weapons, there's very little you can do other than sending in uh, air troops. As Alan West pointed out brilliantly when yeah. he was on, 
we've only won one war with air power alone, uh, and, and that was Nagasaki and Hiroshima. <laughs> yeah. That's really and the only really time. We didn't win that whole war. Not the whole war. I mean, we did end it that way. I phrased that wrong. Yeah. He, he, I believe he said battle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's and it did end the war. We've only ended, maybe he said it only ended one war with air power alone, right. and, it, and it, was, it was that one. And it's true. I mean, you go out there and you want to drop, uh, you know, bombs from planes that destroy entire cities. You could probably do it. Outside of that, though, you need to have people going in there, going door to door. And I, it's a tough work. I don't want to we, do it again. We don't have the stomach I for it. We I, just well, don't. I'd be, I, you know, I don't even have the stomach for it. Anymore. I don't either. I Not really from don't. the factor of like um, uh, that we would never do it. Because I think you have to think about those the worst possible things that can happen to our troops if you want to send them into war. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to to be willing to to do that and stand by it. And these guys go in there knowing what they're getting into. Uh, you know, as Marcus Luttrell has told us many times. Um, but uh, I think you. I don't think it's. I don't think I would do it here. I mean, I. I you know, I. It, it's such a weird thing. We talk about how President Obama is doing everything wrong, and believe me, I think he is. But what should he be doing? It's a tough one. It's, a tough it's one. really a tough one. I don't, um, I don't know if the answer is throwing 300,000 more ground troops back in there. I don't know. I don't know that's, that's the answer. Yeah. And, it, and that, that is what it would probably take. And by uh, the way, one more thing before we move off of this is the idea that what we do as conservatives, and I think we've done certainly guilty of it here, and, and not that it's a bad thing because it's completely true, which is say, you've got to call your enemy by name. You can't just freaking hide. Rand Paul just said this mm-hmm. as well. You can't just say, well, they're not Islamic. We swear, we swear, we swear. Well, uh, okay, fine. I mean, that's, I think that's legitimate. It's a legitimate criticism. But it's more of something that indicates b- a poor way of handling the situation. It's not, you don't call them Islamic and win. That's mm-hmm. not how the war ends. You call, if you call them Islamic, you're more likely to take the threat seriously. Which is, uh, so it's a good indicator of what you're supposed to do. But it's like when, step one. Right. But, so so it's, a, it's a totally legitimate criticism. I'm not downplaying that. But it's not the end game. What is the end game? And again, I think, Pat, you're right. It's like if you're either going to go in there and with 300,000 ground troops and go in there mm-hmm. and try to do this all over again, which we just did, obviously, yeah. um, or you're going to go another direction and try to just slow it down and realize that you're not going to really end the problem. It's gonna st- they're going to still be decapitating people all over the region. And not only do you have to go in there with a the, with the s- overwhelming force, I mean a significantly overwhelming force. Which they won't do. Which they won't do. Mm-hmm. But you also have to unhandcuff that overwhelming significant force. Mm-hmm. And you have to tell them, go in, kill people and break things. And we're not going to stand in your way at all. Mm-hmm. Like we did with World War II. If you're going to fight a war, and the only way to win this and, and win it outright and finish the job for all time on these guys is to go in there with a World War II mentality and just really do the job. We haven't done that since World War II. But be, because this is such a problem, for the record, is taking a look at it tonight. Here's a preview uh, of what they're doing on radical Islam tonight. The narrative is that it's just about the violence and the ones that seek terror as a means. But the organized states and the, and the Muslims that are part of this OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, which I would consider to be sort of the neo-caliphate of today, we think that those are okay because somehow they're apologists. And... The bottom line is, is by not acknowledging that there's a battle, there's good guys and gals and bad guys and gals within the ideology, you're actually helping the Islamists because they control the means, the military, and the current global movement. Islamism is a political totalitarian ideology masquerading as Islam. 
We mentioned its appetite for reworking world order into a new state. That's not a, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is a political ambition that's carefully laid out. They want to use institutions to shore their power in order to augment their totalitarian reach. The Islamist movement has strategically positioned itself in America and in other Western nations as the arbiter of discussions involving the Muslim faith. Islamists maintain a stranglehold on public discourse about Islam, even those considered to be moderate Muslims. And I have to mention something here, which is what I believe is sort of the Muslim Brotherhood movement in the West. If you look, there was a website that they formed and a letter they wrote to Baghdadi called lettertobaghdadi.com. And I would ask any American to look at that website. It is a detailed 25-page rejection of Baghdadi as the head of the caliphate and rejecting him as a fundamentalist radical. The fascinating thing is here you have 200, 300 imams, leading Muslim Brotherhood type imams in the West that rejected his leadership, but didn't reject the concept of the caliphate, rejected his jihad, but didn't reject the concept of jihad, rejected his Islamic state, but didn't reject his concept of the Islamic state for majority countries Muslims, which tells you that they reject his means, but they're not rejecting his ends. So therefore, this is why until we Muslims end all jihad, end all Islamic states, and end all of these concepts that are fuel that radicalize Muslims into this Islamic state, Islamo-patriotism, you're never going to see an end to this war. Wow, that is, uh, that's awesome stuff. Zudik Jaster is, is tremendous. Uh, he really sells it, says it like it is. And he's, he's Muslim. So, you know, it, it carries a lot of weight. 888-727-BECK-END, watch for that tonight. What, what time is that on? Tonight, uh, you can look for On the Record, I believe. For the Record, I mean, not On the Record. For the Record is on at 8. Is that its normal time? Okay. Jeffy says yes, so you know it's Jeffy not. says yes, so it's probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. <sighs> Late 727 back. It's Pat and Stu. Stu is really excited about uh, walking us through uh, this next segment <laughs> really? in which we have uh, some really interesting things going on. Stu? <laughs> Thank you for your involvement, uh, Pat. Uh, the I'll be over here listening over there on the couch. There's a couch over there. And You're just going to go lay down. really inviting. I'm going to lay down. Good. The ACLU filed a, a complaint a Tuesday in the U.S. District Court uh, for the District of Maryland, mm -hmm. home to the NSA's headquarters just I'm with outside you so Washington, D.C. So far, I'm with you. Uh, this, <laughs> thank you. But you know, I don't need the updates the whole time, like Skip Bayless. Uh, no, I, no. Agree. I agree. I agree. It's racist. Yeah, it's racist. The whole thing. Racism. Mm -hmm. It's racialistic and it's racismness. I, do, I sent you, I think, the quote Stephen A. Smith was now saying he didn't call Chip Kelly racist. We should, I think we covered what? that in this what? break. What? Oh, my gosh. You didn't see that? No. Um, he's like, oh, I, people are assuming I called Chip Kelly racist. I didn't. Listen to what I said. Uh, we did, Stephen A. Well, we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to go by Patrick J. from now on, I think, because I like the Stephen A. feel. It seemed like more official when Patrick you throw J. in the Gray. middle initial. And you had good yours rhymes, too. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick J. Gray. J. Gray. Patrick J. Pat Stephen J. A. People always call him Stephen A. Yeah. They, don't, they never call him Stephen. No. Stephen A. It's Stephen well, A. Why? or Stephen A. Smith. That's why? It. <laughs> why? I want to know why. 
You know, some people get away with this one name thing, like Madonna, you always know who that is. Mm -hmm. uh, others have this three name thing, like Stephen A. Smith, or initial, in, instead of a, a name. But, and, then, and then sometimes it's just the Stephen A. and the initial. Why? Why? Distinction. Why? No, no, I just started eating again, so you take us through this. Distinction. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I thought his I thought his comment was definitely he was yeah, calling. We're have to uh, that again because we are because we'll I'm going to call. I'll pull up the call quote. BS on that. I'll pull up his quote and we'll do it here in a second. But the suit uh, we we're talking about from the NSA. This is of nine groups, including Wikipedia, mm -hmm. um, are suing the NSA for tapping directly into the internet backbone. Uh, the other organizations are Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International. Oh, I don't like those. Uh, uh, the Global Fund for Women. Who's, who's with me? Global Fund for Women. Yeah. I want to make sure there's always a Global Fund. The Nation fund. Magazine? Yeah, this is not, it's not, a, it's not a wonderful group. It's a who's who list of uh, lefties, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. The uh, complaint calls the NSA surveillance suspicionless seizure and searching and claims it is in violation of the First and the Fourth Amendments. Let's be honest about it. The Fourth Amendment doesn't exist anymore. It really doesn't. Uh, it has been disregarded. It really doesn't. It is not something that actually stands. They, uh, they, they really have just destroyed right. it. Yeah. And they, these guys claim that the NSA is seizing Americans' communications in mass while they're in transit, and it's searching the contents of su substantially all international text-based communications and many domestic communications as well for tens of thousands of search terms. So they're looking for keywords. I mean, we know that. For, yeah. We've known that for a, a really long time, actually, that the NSA is searching for things like terrorists or you know, the president's name in connection with violent threats, threats yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, um, and to paraphrase uh, a wonderful song about Elizabeth Warren, uh, people think they're monitoring their communications because, because they, they are. are. <laughs> 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 people think they're communicating because they are. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, that's that's happening now. Which is look when you you know these are mostly left wing groups. Which I don't I don't know why in, in particular. There's a plenty of libertarian and, and some uh, conservative groups as well that would be opposed to this. Um, and I know this particular lawsuit. But you know it's good when you get big names involved in things like this because you know you actually have a chance of doing something about it. I also like it because it's it's an issue on which we can agree with the with the left. I don't want the NSA doing this either, and I'm willing to support them in that effort. Stop it. It's unconstitutional. Usually, the left, uh, these groups don't care. They don't give a rat's ass about the Constitution. No. As a rule. But uh, in this case, they do. I would say we're at the point now where you say, that's unconstitutional. It's the, it violates the Fourth Amendment. They say, yeah, I mean, all right, yeah, but it's the Fourth Amendment. That's pretty much their argument. Yeah. Like, come on, it's the Fourth yeah. Amendment. Fourth and the Tenth are both treated that way. Yeah, I would say, yeah, Tenth as well. Um, as, and, you know, I will say, the only one that really holds up, the Third. The third. Nobody, no soldiers have come to my house to sleep no. there. Why? Um, because people will not stand for for soldiers being quartered. <laughs> they will not be quartered. By <laughs> uh, gosh, I will not stand for quartering soldiers. I mean, look, yes, I won't monitor me it. at all times, take away all the rights of the states, uh, take away my gun rights, my yeah, rights to free speech. Obviously, go ahead. But nobody sleeps over a Nobody sleeps over. No. I've got a, I've got a futon. <laughs> I don't want to have to fold that thing up again. Nobody sleeps over. <laughs> Especially not somebody defending my country. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love the Third Amendment. It's great. It's definitely my favorite. It's great. And, it, you know, it, it had its time. And, it, yeah. again, I don't know. But hey, that's why you don't take it, take it out. Take over homes all the time. The military just shows up and, oh, by the way, we're taking your house.
Wait. Wait, what? No. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we yes, are. Yes. Yeah. We're the ones with yeah, the guns. This one right here. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, we, we also, uh, speaking of Big Brother and uh, government intrusions, uh, apparently there's a 70-year-old homeowner in Lynn, Massachusetts, who has been ticketed repeatedly by his town for not shoveling the mountain of snow off of his sidewalk. There's just one little catch to the story. Yes, I mean, just a teeny, and there he it's is. It's minor. It's a minor. It's a I, minor. I would call it a catch. It's, yeah, I'd call it more of an addendum. He doesn't have a sidewalk. Uh, so <laughs> uh, he was hit with a $50 ticket and a $100 ticket, the first of which he negotiated to, to $20 and paid it. Why would you pay it when you haven't shoveled, shoveled your sidewalk that doesn't exist? It's snow piling up on his lawn or in front of his house. He doesn't have a sidewalk. What are you going to shovel? I wouldn't pay that, would you? Well, they say the law says you need to create a safe walkway for pedestrians. No, I'm not creating a pathway where a sidewalk doesn't exist. No. That's what I'm telling you. No. Well, then you're in violation of the yeah. law. And we're going to come, we're going to come quarter, we're gonna quarter ourselves at your house. <laughs> that's right. You can't do anything about it. Second one, he is actually protesting. Uh, so, yeah, you got to create a safe pathway. Still, Flynn's protest, uh, to the, the after his protest, the city did agree to drop the tickets, but city officials still want uh, him to shovel a path. <laughs> so they're not going to charge him $100, but they're still demanding that he go ahead and shovel a pathway Wanted somewhere. Shovel a path. That's what they're asking. I mean, uh, is path. there a whole bunch of foot traffic in front of this guy's house? <laughs> what is the deal? Very strange. What is the deal? 888 back more patents, too. Uh, it's inevitable. Just shovel what are you going to do about it? Just shovel it. Meantime, you know what? This is freeze-dried rice pudding. I'm going to keep eating it until it's gone. It's delicious. Thanks for asking. That's right. We're worried about that. Uh, you know what's cool is that this week there's been a ton of action in the National Football League. Here it is, March. You know, some of the bleakest months of the year are late January, middle to late February, March. There's no football. There's no football. There's only the promise that one day, again, there will right. be football. Um, now, here's there was a sliver of hope in that uh, uh, spring football opened up for a lot of college teams this week. Or last week. So that was good. Yeah. And then the free agent thing opened up with the NFL and all hell has broken loose. I mean, it's, especially with the Philadelphia Eagles, which uh, Stu is pretty interested in. Yeah. They have made the dumbest, some of the dumbest moves I've ever seen. Well, I mean, we know why now. Yeah. Oh, racism. yeah. Well, the, the idea was it was supposedly racism. Um, I will say that uh, usually this is one of my, my most favorite times of mm -hmm. the year, the free agent period in the NFL. The most favorite time of the year. I love this. I love you know. I love the free agent signing period. It's just mm -hmm. fun. In the if you're an NFL yeah. fan, not this year. I'm not feeling it. Well, for, let's see. for some reason. Why? Only because they've gotten rid of two of their best. They're probably their two <laughs> best football players. Well, all of them. Sean Jackson. Gone. Right, that was last year. Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun McCoy, McCoy this year. McCoy this year and... and uh, uh, Macklin. Macklin. Macklin and Nick Foles traded. And now uh, Nick Foles! Um, 
pretty good quarterback. Yeah. But here's the thing. They got Sam Bradford, who's an all-time people are already talking about him for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. the injury Hall of Fame. Because you, I think you can make a case that he's going to be in the former, football injury Hall of Fame. Former number one pick overall has mm-hmm. some unrealized potential. I think so. Yeah, I think, it's not terrible. He's, he's, got but, national, uh, he's got a college national championship under his belt, doesn't he? Uh, I think he lost uh, the title game. I think yeah, I think they lost. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, because him and Mariota, they said uh, that was what they had in common was they both lost the national championship. I do okay. know this: they lost to BYU that year. <clears throat> so, yeah, so we're even was. less relevant than my my annoying <laughs> my annoying thing to talk about. Uh, but uh, did you notice who they traded? Uh, they got Sam Bradford. What do you notice about him? He's injured. He's white. White. Oh, whitey guy. Injured white guy though. Yeah, He's well, a yeah, they're all, he so all, they're taking a damaged white guy mm-hmm. over a really good black guy. Is that what they're doing? Mm-hmm. They traded him for a who was the black quarterback they got rid of? Um, was it when back in Michael Vick? Back in no. Uh, Nick Foles, the black quarterback they got oh. rid of. To well, you see, you know, I wouldn't call him black per se. <laughs> what would you call him? White. Oh. Okay. Uh, oddly, I would also call him white. Um, so Stephen A. Smith, the broadcaster, came out with these comments so basically weird. calling Chip Kelly a racist because he dumped, uh, you know, McCoy. And, and uh, we have the one here. You can watch it back from yesterday. This is, uh, yeah. this is the clip. Kelly makes decisions over the last couple of years that, dare I say, leave a few brothers feeling uncomfortable. Uh-huh. You can say that. I think that's, I think that's, that's fair to say. Right. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting there looking at yeah. some of the decisions we that Chip Kelly there. makes, and totally I'm like, agree. I'm like, what, what I'm is like, up? what's up with that? Agree. I mean, it, it, it just looks like you got to be his kind of guy, yeah. you know? And yeah. I'm like, well, Riley Cooper's your kind of guy? Mm-hmm. He's creating a culture, and he wants it to be on his terms. Yeah, 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 I'm saying, let's, let's get beyond the system. The operative word is culture. The culture is what resonates with me more profoundly, because I'm looking at a Chip Kelly, and I'm like, really? Now, you got to remember, Skip, where did I work for 16 years? Who? I mean, this is Philadelphia. You understand what I'm saying? I'm always in Philly, and I'm telling you right now, you got people walking the streets, and and, and, hell with it. You got brothers walking the streets going like this. What's up with Chip? I don't understand. I I really don't understand why you're doing it. Now, I'm not saying I know, Mm. but I'm just going to say that it does strike me as a tad bit odd. I'm going to repeat this. Gone. LaShawn McCoy, All right. Jeremy Macklin, yeah. you know, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Staying. Yeah. Riley Cooper. Mm. Really? Okay. Mm. So really? he's not that, but that's not. Terrible. I mean, the guy is a smart guy. I don't know why that he's making this case. It's so bad. Horrific. They just replaced uh, LaShawn McCoy with Ryan Matthews, who's black. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're bringing. Yeah. Riley Cooper is, you know, he's one guy on the team, but the, the, the team is probably 90% non white at least. Um, I bet you're right. Maybe it's 80. But here's the point. Know. Here's the point. Mm-hmm. They do have a white guy on the roster. They do so. have a white they guy. Do have a guy who, by the way, was <laughs> drafted by somebody else uh, that they brought in there. They did sign um, after oh. a big year. Oh, was it Chip Kelly that brought in the white guy? No. Oh. Okay. That's what I said. Someone else drafted him. He was on oh. the team already. Oh. And he came in and he's still oh, on I the team. I thought you meant he was on a different team and then Chip Kelly came in and brought in a white no, guy. No, he was drafted been, by the That team. would have been damning. No, it well, wasn't. That's Anybody who brings damning. in a white guy I mean, that's is what obviously happened. racist. That's what happened, Pat, was yeah. Chip Kelly was there and brought in the white guy. Right. No, that's not right. what happened. And so he, so what do you get out of that? Like, he's, he is doing the disclaimer of, like, I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying. It's not me. Yeah, you're just you know, saying. You're insinuating, yeah, you're insinuating it's racism. Obviously, I mean, he says, why else would he say, I'm just going to say it. Brothers are the ones saying it. 
You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, right. all right, okay. I, and he said, we and I. Yes. Uh, I was wondering. We were wondering. So this is his point. Uh, the, the, the title of the article, I think NBC uh, Sports reported this, Stephen A. Smith stands by his comments about Chip Kelly. But listen to this comments. I don't think he's standing by it at all. He says, as I, uh, and I pointed out how Deshaun Jackson is gone, LaShawn McCoy is gone, Jeremy Macklin is gone, but Riley Cooper is still here. I wonder why that is. That has obviously provoked some people to sit there and say, I went on the air and called Chip Kelly racist. That is a lie. That is false. That is inaccurate. But it's not surprising because that's what people do sometimes just because they have a problem what? with you. Oh, my god! Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You that obviously were saying that. I oh mean, like, I understand he didn't. He the didn't come out and say, I know was. for sure this is racism. But you were insinuating that the guy was racist. I think it's yeah. a fair yeah. uh, description to say uh, of what he said. a culture of racism. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty strong. Um, you don't keep bringing up Riley. Uh, Riley Cooper, who, Riley who Cooper, also made a racist a comment. white guy yeah. who made a racist comment if you're not talking about race. Right? It's just uh, really just, strange. That's a lame, lame excuse. By the way, it's also signed nonsense. two African-American cornerbacks uh, to play. Who'd they get? Uh, they got um, uh, oh. uh, Maxwell from Seattle and the other guy from okay. Seattle. He was on Seattle and the Giants. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I don't even know his name. But again, two oh. African-Americans there. They, they, they did trade for one white guy. Who? Kiko Alonso. Oh, no. Oh, they got Kiko? Yeah, they did get Kiko. Kiko's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. That was the LeSean McCoy trade. Yeah. yeah. point here is, I, I was just apoplectic <laughs> yesterday. I can't, it's, I, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I mean, like, it's one of those things that you t- trade a guy who, who's been a good quarterback for you mm-hmm. and had all this, uh, had the, one of the best years in franchise history a couple of years ago. You trade him for a guy who's missed two consecutive years blowing out his ACL. Uh, you traded for another yeah. guy who blew out his ACL uh-huh. uh, last year. I mean, it's like it's the all-ACL all-star team. It's like every yeah. single guy on the team has can yeah. barely walk. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, there's, there's some sort of, um, you know, you kind of look at, like, you have people who are injured, and a lot of times people put them in that injury-prone category, and yeah. a lot of times that's overblown. Is RG3 going to Philly, too? Uh, no. I don't know, but I'm making a call to Elvis, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but bring him <laughs> in. Where did I get that? In the uh, studio, they're telling me RG3 is going to Philly. Is that misinformation you're no, feeding? No, stop it. Huh? Is he going there for a visit? Oh, he's a tourney, so yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's not... Uh, somehow, communication's uh, mixed, mixed up there, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, if that's happening, I, don't, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, please yeah, don't. I no don't way. need to be frightened anymore um but it's it is one of those bizarre things uh and uh, you know i don't understand stephen a smith who's a guy i, I like and he's he takes tough stances i don't that, know what he's that, doing that's here pathetic. it's a little weak though first of all the initial rant was pathetic and then his uh cover up his what trying to cover his tracks so that it wasn't racist is bull crap that's just ridiculous um now apparently there's also a uh, there's a, a lockheed martin laser weapon this is pretty cool do we actually have the video of this or the the uh at least the photograph there's a laser weapon that can uh, fire a hole through a truck yeah, really cool. from a mile away. Uh, here's the infrared, here's the infrared uh, shot of it. Maintains an active track on a small boat uh, during maneuvers behind waves. And then, uh, but this isn't, then it turns on a high energy laser. And... Uh, there it is. There's the high energy laser on the little boat. 
and it illuminated particle matter in the atmosphere. And uh, did it sink it? Did it kill it? I think it did. Let's see. We're watching yeah. now. You can see the visible spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. It's going down. It's going down. It's going down. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, that's a little boat. You'd, you'd, like to, you'd like it to be able to do something a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, you can I'm see not the, that I, impressed. I, there you can see the... Uh, it's kind of cool, though. Laser burned a hole through the hole matter material, and the hole began to take on water. And uh, pretty soon, it uh, boat was recovered after testing. Okay. Is that an inflatable boat? Boat? Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> of course, you can do an inflatable. I mean, what I, hell are we even talking about this for? The technology, I'm was, sure, is pretty amazing. I thought we were going to see the truck because the truck was kind of cool. Because from a mile away, it burned this hole in that truck. Now that's cool. Okay, from a mile away, it shot and burned through the metal. Okay, but it didn't sink okay, it. Okay, that wasn't a rubber boat. It didn't sink it like it did the boat. <laughs> no. No, it didn't. So what but is that's the, cool. What's the benefit of this? Right? Like, because uh, obviously we have a lot of... a long way away. I don't know if you know this. We have a lot of weapons that can do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else could true. do this? What uh, else? We have uh, things called intercontinental ballistic missiles. <laughs> they yeah, can go what can from they do? continent to continent. Could they sink a rubber boat? Uh, yes. They no. Could. A full, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, not a full not rubber boat. Not a full boat. one. Um, but I guess the idea here is that you don't know you're being shot, right? I don't know. Unlike, yeah, like, if you fire a missile and the whole thing blows up, you don't even know this is happening. You're just sitting there driving. So, yeah, for a special or something yeah, it could be, be really could have cool. value with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you picture that, like if you're being stealthy, that could be pretty. I, I mean, I, all of a sudden you got a hole in your rubber boat and you don't know why. Imagine that. And then you start taking on water and you're like, "Where did this hole come from? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> we got a hole in the boat and we're taking on water now." It what? is not good to have right? a hole in your rubber it's boat. It's not good. It's that. not good. And then pretty soon you're surrounded by Navy SEALs, and just like that you're done with whatever nefarious activity you were doing prior to that mm. that led to the hole in your boat. So, don't try it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> uh, so, we have uh, eight honorary citizens of the United States. There's only eight. You know that? I, d I didn't know there were honorary citizens well, at all. That's so why I, there's only eight. I didn't know there were any. And now, all of a sudden, I'm, let me soak it in for a second. You could have broken it to me a little softer. <laughs> well, this is different than... Uh, we, we have honorary citizens. Well, we have we 20 there. million honorary citizens. Uh, we call them illegal aliens, but they're honorary <laughs> <Yes>. citizens. Um, <laughs> but this, these are true. eight that we've actually acknowledged. Uh, right. Number one, Winston Churchill. Not a surprise. That's a good one. He's a good one. I like, like, that, one. One. I like um, that How about Raoul Wallenberg? Oh, he's one he's of my favorite. A businessman. Sent yeah, to the Swedish embassy favorite. in Hungary. His job was to issue 650 passports oh, to Hungarian Jews with ties to Sweden. No, that is good. Yeah, very cool. I like that. Uh, when the Soviets uh, seized Budapest, Wallenberg was arrested as a spy in 1981. There were reports he was still alive in the Soviet uh, prison. Uh, and so Congress passed a resolution making him an honorary American citizen to pressure the Soviets to reveal his whereabouts. As of today, it's still unclear what happened to him. According well, to the Soviets, he died in 1947. However. So, man, I mean, the Soviets just... Bent right over as soon as we made him an honorary citizen. It worked worked well. Uh, yes. Oh no, he's here. He's right here. He's, he's right, right here. Yeah. No, right. Yeah, no, no. It didn't work. Uh, numbers three and four are William, uh, William Penn, and uh, and Hannah, his wife. In 1984, more than three centuries after they, he founded uh, Pennsylvania, William Penn was named an honorary citizen of the U.S. His colony was notable notable in that it uh, it wasn't the hell that many Puritan colonies were. It was notable for having eventually been uh, led by his wife Hannah 
who picked up William Slack when his health declined. He died in uh, 1718, but the Pennsylvania colony, of course, continued. Mm -hmm. uh, Mother Teresa is uh, number five. Uh, she, her and Churchill are the only two people that have been named honorary citizens of the United States during their own lifetimes. Uh, of course, she's known for her work uh, with the poor. Uh, and, uh, you know, well, you know where Mother Teresa is. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, it's her. That's her. Right there. She's right there. Uh, Lafayette is mm -hmm. an honorary U.S. Citizen. This is a great one because Lafayette, extremely valuable. I'm a big fan. Uh, strong argument that uh, to be made that the United States wouldn't exist without Lafayette. He was uh, instrumental in helping us. Um, Kazimir Pulaski, uh, drawn the co uh, co to the cause of American independence from Great Britain and uh, set sail for North America to help fight the con uh, for the continental cause. He didn't waste any time once he got here. Among his accomplishments, during the Battle of Brandywine, she, he held a, uh, led a, a cavalry charge that saved George Washington's life. Wow. Kind of a big deal there. Yeah, kind of a big mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. And number eight, the uh, eighth honorary citizen, this guy. Yeah! Yeah! Bernardo! Bernardo Galvez was mm -hmm. made an interim governor of Louisiana, which was then under Spanish control. An enemy of the British, Galvez, helped smuggle supplies to the Continentals by way of New Orleans, which was, of course, Port City. Uh, and as governor of Louisiana, he also orchestrated a campaign against the Redcoats, defeating them in the uh, battles of Fort Butte and Baton Rouge. Ooh, Baton Rouge. Nice, very cool. Uh, coming up on the other side of the break, uh, one of my lifelong dreams coming true. Food? Well, look. Oh, no. Yeah, well, yes. I, I mean, I like food. Yeah. Where's the food? Where is the food? Where's the food? No, it's serious. This is one of my lifelong what dreams. It? it may actually be coming to fruition. When I say it's on the other side of the break, that's probably where I'm going to answer it. Okay. So when you say what is it? What is it? Though? That's like a not a good question. I know that's great. Right now, what is it? Right. Oh, okay. no. Well, basically, what it is. The other side of the book. Yeah. What, what were you saying? What is it? It's. Huh? I'll walk you through this real quick. Huh? Walk us through this last break of ours. One of the things I've mentioned, I think, a couple times on the show is uh, Action Park in New Jersey, which is, uh, it was a... It's almost all you've talked about. I have mentioned it several times, Action because Park. it is actually legitimately, like, one of my favorite things in the world. And it's this, it was this weird uh, amusement park that was known for being incredibly dangerous. Like, well, yeah. We yeah, saw yeah, some of the photos, right? Yeah, I've talked about that. Yeah, you watch yeah. one of the mm -hmm. promos. This is one of the old school 80s uh, promos for yeah. Action Park in New Jersey. Now, this is the Cannonball Loop. Look at that. Uh, this is one of the. This is the only footage ever seen. This was a big news story. I don't know for me six months ago, maybe. <laughs> you go through uh, a loop. Yeah, loop. We, yeah, it's the only one that's ever been attempted. That's um, amazing. And apparently, th and that's not. This is the actual promo here, by the way. Oh yeah, there you go. And that was it was like that cheesy sort of seventies, eighties like imagery and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I remember standing in that park looking at that thing and being like, I can't believe what I'm looking at as a kid. I, I, even as a kid, I knew it was insane. And it was closed almost all the time. When I was there, it was closed. At, at one point, I wanted to see someone ride it. And even on the Internet, there are only three or four pictures that existed of it. Right. To mm. the point of, like, at one point in my life, I was like, did that actually happen? Did I actually see? It was like a Brian Williams memory. Huh. I couldn't tell if it was just implanted like we did with mice. Mm -hmm. it, it did obviously exist. You saw the, uh, the video of it there. That's, that video was the first video ever discovered of it. Um, now they are, uh, they are actually looking at 
a new cannonball loop, bringing it back with new technology. This is, if I, I've always wanted to ride this thing my entire life. Uh, here is uh, apparently new video of, of what this would, might look like. Ninety feet tall. The a water tube, forty-five foot free fall. Free fall. Oh my god! Thirty foot loop. Fun. And you get these placeable foam. So you get into this contraption. Uh, yeah. So you're not. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That you're not just free falling. Yeah. Smashing the vertical barrier. Wow. Now that was not the way the initial slide was. You just no. got up. A lot of people went up, got about halfway up, and just came back down. They had to install a hatch at the bottom of it because so many people didn't make it around the loop. And they got banged their heads, almost got knocked unconscious in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a total really? disaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they said, they called it Traction Park and, and all these things because they so many people went to the hospital after going oh. to this park. Because oh, it's still, man. and to this day, a lot of this still exists. That Like, like one of their rides is jump off this cliff into a lake. Oh, so you, wow. like, just jump off a 30-foot thing and just land how you land well it's, it's like park yeah it's seriously it's awesome or like a, there's a slide that came out you know you come out of a water slide and you come down into like a pool yeah this would come out like 12 feet above a pool so you'd come out of the thing and then go ah it was unbelievable unbelievable people that would be fun and of course people died people got injured like crazy uh, people uh, seriously died oh yeah yeah <laughs> the, the wave park? pool was particularly uh, <laughs> really? a, a problem there. Uh, this is actually 900 foot waves. <laughs> well, wait, is that safe? There's <laughs> an interview. Uh, the, the, actually, the guy who worked there has worked there for years. Uh, his name is Carl, explaining a typical day at the park. The water blasted you through it, but sometimes if the guy went down first and it slowed down the water, you'd get stuck up in the top, and they'd literally have to unbolt this metal tube <laughs> and pull you out of the top, lower you down on a ladder. Oh it was my great. gosh! Yeah, the, the old bosses. They gave us a case of beer, a day's pay, and then all the alcohol we could drink at the lodge at the end of the night if we survived. <laughs> they would pay them in alcohol nice, uh, just to get them to test it. That's the American spirit, right? That it is. is. Oh, that, that's actually what I like about the, the story. the American spirit. Is to me, this is the death of mm-hmm. you need to be able to be responsible for yourself. Right. Like, you'd go to this thing and you'd see it was dangerous. We all understood it was dangerous, but you did it because you wanted to do it or you could not do it. Uh, and then it became this, we've come to that point now where that's gone. Now we just sue everybody every time something goes wrong, and we take yeah. no responsibility for our own uh, life. But now they're trying to bring it back, and they're trying yeah. to do it right. And so they apparently went back to the drawing board and found a way to actually do it. They put you in this little pod thing, and then they shoot you through it. So you're not just free sailing through it and getting <laughs> stuck with your body. You're going to be in a pod in that thing. I think that's pretty cool. Now, Jeffy, when you it's try to cool. ride this, the, the picture just looks like you just see Jeffy's head sticking out of the very top of the tube. Because <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't. Yeah. He, see, what happened was he, he tried to go down the tube and, just get, and then his head just kind of popping out of the tube. Kind of. <laughs> Help me! Help! I asked, oh, yeah, you'll fit. <laughs> hey, you're wet and you're a little slippery. You'll go down. And then Jeffy gets about halfway through the loop. And then, so embarrassing. Yeah. 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 You could laugh now, but it wasn't yeah. funny. No, not no, then. No, it was not, not funny then. Yeah. But we are laughing now. Yeah. We're laughing at you, though. Yeah, yeah not with you. But no. near you. We're, you know, na- we're, we're laughing, laughing near you. In the vicinity of you.